Welcome to episode 35 of the Rise Fitness and Nutrition Podcast. I am your host, Carlo. Today, I'd like to talk to you about the three things that hiking a 3,776 meters high mountain had taught me. If you like my podcast, a five-star review on Apple Podcasts will greatly help. And also, if you want to share this with your friends and family, that will be awesome. Happy listening. For those of you who still don't know, I am based in Tokyo, in Japan. And if you were considering to come and visit Japan, I am sure you've done your research online about things to see, things to eat, places to explore, hiking mountains, and I'm 100% sure that you have had considered at least once to hike Mount Fuji. Now, Mount Fuji is Japan's tallest mountain, standing at 3,776 meters. That's pretty the hike, isn't it? And around 300,000 people every hiking seasons decide to go from the fifth station, which is the beginning part, all the way to the top each year. And that brings us to last weekend, precisely on August 28th and August 29th, Saturday and Sunday. After years of desiring to go there, failed attempts, and simply seasons from like, ah, whatever, not this year, I finally made it. With a group of friends we went all the way from the fish station to the top of mount fuji and uh, for those who don't know or for those who are interested the round trip from the fifth station that starts at around 2400 meters all the way to the top and back costed us something around 15 hours and uh, yeah well that's a hell of a hike but i'm not going to dwell too much into the details i'm sure you can find plenty of videos on youtube plenty of websites that tells you A to the Z what to do to get ready for the hike, the best ways, the best paths, the best, the best of everything to make sure that you reach the top comfortably. What I want to talk about are the three lessons that Mount Fuji taught me when it comes to fitness and health. To start things off, one thing I'd like to say is that usually you are never really ready for anything. That is to say that sure, preparation is important. But even preparing yourself as much as you can, the feeling of being 100% ready will rarely be there. So absolutely, do prepare yourself, but do not overthink it too much. So before starting with the three lessons that I was taught by Mount Fuji, let me give you a little bit of background on my preparation. This summer, I really wanted to go and hike it. And uh, I think I have formally decided to hike it, I will say six weeks ago, something like that. And then I never had a chance because of the corona vaccine, of the bad weather, or for one reason or another, I was never able to make it until the last weekend when everything was aligned and then we took the chance. But apart from that, what did I do to prepare myself? Now, you probably also know that I'm not a big fan of cardio. Simply said, I don't like running. I really don't like it. So if you think about cardio as running, well, no, I don't do that at all. Almost entirely at all. One thing I do though is walk. Walk a lot when I'm out, when I go out and walk in the gym on the treadmill at high speed. Now you might say, "Oh, what's high speed when you walk?" Well, to give you a reference, I walk at least 3.5 kilometers in half an hour on an inclined treadmill. That is for me fast walking, which is not running, but it's close enough to run without all the hard effects on your joints 
and without being excessively boring because the reason why I don't run is that I find it tremendously boring. Now, I do find tremendously boring walking on a treadmill as well, but at least the impact on my joint is way lower and uh, it's a short time and it's usually the finishing part of my daily workout. Other than that, I do occasionally bike around Tokyo and I have a single speed bike. So for the people that are aware of, a single speed bike does not have gears. And in Tokyo, I live in an area that is all ups and downs. But other than walking or fast walking and biking, I don't really do any other cardio. That's the thing. Then the week before hiking Mount Fuji, I had the brilliant idea of overexerting myself. So on Wednesday, I had to wake up really early to go to the office. On Thursday, I woke up super early as I had an early morning session with a client. And then I decided to join in the evening a futsal match. Now I do have a regular corporate job. So in between I was working as regularly, but between the early morning client at 7am, the futsal match and going back home on the same day, I had biked 35 kilometers and this was Thursday. Friday, my legs were wrecked. I was exhausted and Saturday and Sunday, I went and tackled Mount Fuji. So here we are. What is lesson number one that Mount Fuji taught me? Resting is the priority before and after any kind of intense physically demanding activity. You can drink all the coffee to be awake as you want. You can drink all the pre and post workout stuff that you want, but that will not help you if you don't have proper sleep. In brackets, if you drink coffee, chances are your sleep patterns might be disrupted so you might not be able to rest as effectively as you would without caffeine. Now, why do I also say specifically after any physically demanding activity? Well, it's because I forgot to mention that the weekend before tackling Mount Fuji, I went on another hike, which wasn't particularly long, but it was fairly enough demanding. And that was the Saturday before. Then Sunday, I had an early morning session at the gym. And then, well, what you have? You have a hike, it's physically demanding and then you have no proper rest so Sunday between Saturday and Sunday I didn't sleep enough and the following week I kept on dragging my tiredness and having bad sleep quality led to the fact that I started Mount Fuji already way more tired than you should be when tackling 3700 meters of a hike so there you have it my advice for future Carlo and for you if you're thinking about attending a physically demanding event with your friends family or a race or anything that will require way more energy than you're used to, sleep. Sleep, 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 sleep and rest. It doesn't mean that you don't have to work out. It simply means that you have to prioritize your sleep and your sleep quality. Otherwise, you will start at a disadvantage, which is not cool from the beginning. Lesson number two. I was in a group of friends and we were not at the same physical level. Now I'm not bragging and oh, I'm super trained and blah, blah, blah. No, I'm just saying that we had differences in our training background, which is absolutely fine. But one thing that I have noticed on myself, given the fact that I have been doing this fast walking cardio session with every training at the gym, I have noticed that my heart was not exploding in my chest and was helping me to keep a pace and keep on walking uphill even when the situation was getting harsh. Now far from saying again, I don't want to brag, I don't want to be like, oh, I'm super strong, which is BS. 
I'm just saying that having preparation and having any form of consistent cardio before any kind of situation like this, a hike, a long walk, a race, you name it, where having more endurance and having stronger heart muscle might be the game changer, well, my recommendation is do really focus on that. And again, I didn't run. I simply did fast walking. But I realized on myself that that was definitely a game changer. Now, cardio might not be necessary for weight loss, but for your heart health and for your body, it is super important. So don't cut on cardio. But seriously, it doesn't mean that you have to go running. Simply walking. If you like walking around your city, just walk around your city. Again, it doesn't have to be speed walking. It doesn't have to be million of kilometers. But if you can keep up with your 10,000 steps a day, that will be a very big game changer. Also, coming from the fact that I realized myself that I was not walking enough. I was simply work at home, sitting down all day long, go to the gym, lift weights for a couple of hours, and then walk back. And there were days when I would do less than 3,000 steps a day, which is unhealthy. It's not good for your body. It's not good for your heart. It's not good for your mind. So keeping this into consideration, I am glad that I decided to start being serious about my walking. And that definitely helped during the hike. So that's lesson number two. Do some damn cardio. Lesson number three is that nutrition pre and during is a must to be able to keep up with the effort that you're demanding on your body. And that again might seem like a uh, duh, obviously, but again, like my week before the hike was very demanding and my diet was not always on point. But one thing that I tried to do before the hike was quote unquote called carb loading, which means having a lot, a lot, a lot of carbs to help my muscle to be full of glucose and glycogen, basically to help my muscles to be full of energy. And that helped a lot, but that's not the only thing because during the hike, I was constantly hungry. So another thing that I have learned is that you really have to be careful with the amount of food you bring when you go on a long hike. And if the hike the previous week, I was overprepared in terms of food with me, this time I was not prepared enough. And the last thing you want on a 3,700 meters hike is to be hungry. And these were the three lessons that Mount Fuji taught me. But I would like to add an extra one, which I will call as a bonus. So maybe a three plus one lesson that is consistency paired with hard effort builds mental resiliency. Because when you hike such a tall mountain or when you go through very long periods of hardship, your brain also builds resiliency and strength. Hiking is taxing on your body and there's always a little voice inside your head that says, hey man, let's quit, let's go back. Come on, it's not such a big deal. You tried. But if you go through hard periods and you overcome them, this voice will not be strong enough to actually make you turn your back. And that's the thing. The harder you go and the stronger you become, the stronger your mind will be and you will be more resilient for these types of challenges. So keep that in mind. That's it for today's episode. I hope you find it useful and then you were able to take some of this information away for you to prepare for your next big challenge. 
If you like this podcast, as I said before, it will be super helpful if you can leave a five-star review on Apple Podcast and share it with your family and friends. If you have any question, you can reach me on Instagram at thecarl.fit. Talk to you soon and have a great week.